0: Welcome to the Watertower Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the word of God. Jesus is our refuge. Jesus is our hiding place. When life doesn't work out and we don't know where to go and we don't know where to turn, we can turn to Jesus. And I tell you what, if you have not put your faith in Jesus, I want to encourage you to do that. Jesus is the friend that sticks closer than a brother. He is so faithful, he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Lord, we thank you for your incredible love for us. You are our refuge. You have been a refuge for the thousands of children that you've brought into our care. You have covered them. You have sheltered them. You have fought for them. As a total family, you've given us a front row seat to witness you at work in the lives and through the lives of these children. We worship you. As we turn to your word, we ask that you will speak to us. May you star our hearts for who you've called us to be and what you've called us to do. The church, the people of God, the light to the nations, bringing healing and hope wherever we go. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name, let the church say amen, amen, and amen. Fantastic. Once again, for church families joining us online and on air, welcome to our celebration service today. So glad that you and your family could join us. You know, Toto Church, we are incredibly blessed. We have seen God at work over the last 39 years that total Church has been alive and well. God has done such a work. Here is how I want us to start this moment of the word. By giving God a big hand clap of praise for all the great things that he has done. Come on an even louder hand clap to God for all that he has done. God is faithful. When he speaks a word, it never returns to him void. It accomplishes the purpose for which it has been given. You know, the vision that we carry as Watoto Church is a word from God. He spoke to our founders in the early 90s after Africa had been hit by HIV AIDS like a time bomb. Uganda had been through many years of civil war. And so many children were left parentless through no fault of their own. Walking the streets of this nation. When they went to bed at night, they would cry out to God and say, why me, God, why me? God had their cry. He spoke to our founders, Gary and Mary Lynn Skinner. He said to them, look after my children. They initially struggled because they wanted to pastor a great church in the city that God had called them to plant in 1984, the Easter weekend. And Gary said to God, you call me to pastor this great church. God, that's what I want to do. I, I don't want to look after children because children pee their pants. God said to Gary, I didn't send you to Uganda to do what you want to do. I sent you to Uganda to do what I want you to do. Look after my children. Gary immediately realized that God was speaking about the orphan crisis that had hit Uganda. He knew that the church needed to respond. God led him throughout scripture. And took him on a journey to understand. The plight of the poor. The orphaned. The widow. And God made it so clear to him. That he was concerned about what they were going through. And he was calling his people, the church, to respond. And so in the 90s. 1994, we began the work of looking after orphaned children. In 1994, the first children's choir traveled to tell the story of what God was doing. Rescuing the lives of little boys and girls. And the choir was not telling a sad sob story. The choir was telling a glad story. They were saying to the world, look what God has done. They would sing. And they would dance. And the presence of God would fill the room where the children sang. And then they would make an invitation to people to be a part of rescuing many more lives. Because there were so many children in Uganda that were orphaned. So we responded. By the grace of God, over the last 30 years, we have been able to rescue more than 6,500 little boys and girls. It is absolutely amazing. In fact, today, there is about 3,600 children that live in our three Watoto villages. Some of you have had the opportunity to be there. It's beautiful what God has done. In 2008, as vulnerability had changed, the face of vulnerability had changed in Uganda. One day, Marilyn is having her devotion time and God speaks to her about paying attention to a new crisis that was looming was the crisis of the woman in our neighborhoods that has been abandoned, that has been left to fend for her children all on her own, possibly widowed, possibly diseased with HIV AIDS. And so in 2008, a ministry called Living Hope was born. Today, we call it Watoto Neighborhood. As we go into our communities to reach vulnerable women, Coming alongside them to rebuild their lives and help them to live long enough to raise their children to be godly transformational leaders. And over the last 15 years, God has allowed us to come alongside more than 6,000 women that have come through our neighborhood program. All of them today standing on their own, looking after their children. Their best days are not behind them. Their best days are ahead of them. This is what God has done. It is nothing short of a miracle. God has called us this year as Watoto Church. To pioneer again. Everyone shout pioneer again. God wants us to go after this vision with all of our hearts. Just as if we were beginning. This year. We say there's three things that we will always do. One. One we will always reach the lost who are far from Jesus. Two, we are committed to discipling them so that every single one of them will be a godly transformational leader, a responsible Christian and a productive citizen. But the other thing that is so close and dear to our hearts is that we are committed to loving the least of these. That's what I want to talk to you about. Loving the least. And today I want to answer three questions. One, who are the least? What is God's heart for the least? How does God care for the least? For us to understand this, I want us to turn to Matthew chapter 25 in your Bibles. We're going to read verse 31 to 40. The words that we're going to read are the words of Jesus. In the middle of a conversation, as he talks to his disciples about the end times, he was talking to them about what will happen at the end of life as we know it. He talked to them about the signs. Then he talked to them about his own return. He talks to them about the ten virgins. And as he illustrates for them what will happen when he returns, he talks to them about... The parable of the talents or what is known as the parable of the bags of gold. And then he points them towards the day of judgment. Can I just stop there to say what total charge? Jesus is coming back one day. Jesus is coming back one day. And there will be a judgment. And I tell you what. When we read this account in Matthew twenty-five thirty-one to 40, we get a glimpse of what is really close to the heart of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. The Bible tells us, Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For me. These are the words of Jesus. It is a day of rewarding. Those who had lived their lives in a way that. Captured the heart of our Lord and Master Jesus. And had spent their lives for the things that are close and dear to his heart. He says, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me in verse 40. It is so clear from this portion of scripture that the least of these are those who are hungry, those who are naked, those who are thirsty, those who are in prison, those who are orphaned, those who are widowed, the desperate, the destitute. Those are the list of these. Those whom society has rejected and abandoned. Those whom family wants nothing to do with. Those who are the outskirts of society. Those who are marginalized. Those are the list of these. We are all surrounded by the list of these. In our own families, we have people that fit this description. And we go at length to do anything we possibly can to give them a chance at a future that is filled with hope. You know what Jesus said? Jesus said the poor you will always have among you. It is true. Here in Kampala, Uganda or in any nation around the world we are surrounded by people who live in deplorable situations. Who live in deep poverty, who look at the future and they don't see better days. Instead, they cry out, oh God, why me? They're rejected and abandoned and they don't feel like they have a chance at life. They are the least of these. We have so many slums in our city, Kampala. Very populated. We are surrounded by the least of these. What is God's heart for the least of these? Can I just start by saying God's heart goes out to the least of these. His heart is moved by the difficult situations within which they live. His heart breaks. For the pain that they face every day. God's heart for the least of these is a heart of compassion. It is a heart of love. It is a heart of mercy. It is a heart of justice. In Exodus chapter 22 and verse 22 to 24. God himself said, do not take advantage of the widow or the fatherless. If you do and they cry out to me, I will certainly hear their cry. My anger will be aroused and I will kill you with the sword. Your wives will become widows and your children fatherless. This is how seriously God pays attention to the plight of the widow, the orphan, the destitute, and the desperate around us. He says, do not take advantage of them. You and I both know we live in a culture where people take advantage of the orphan, the widow, and the poor. When a lady's husband dies, the family is there to take her property away. She's disempowered to look after her own children. We know that when a little child loses their parents, the relatives quickly take in that child, but they make that child work like a slave to earn every penny of every meal and their school tuition. We live in a system where the poor are taken advantage of, where they work and are not even paid the wage that they deserve. God says, do not take advantage of the orphan, the widow, those who are fatherless. Because they are close and dear to his heart. He has compassion over them. We read it before. Psalm 68, verse 5 to 6. The psalmist tells us, a father of the fatherless and a judge and protector of the widows is God in his holy habitation. God makes a home for the lonely. He leads the prisoners into prosperity. Listen, Watoro Church, God is a defender of the widows. He is a father to the fatherless, and he sets the lonely in families. That is his heart. He is their defender. He will stand up on their behalf. He will defend their cause because he's a God of justice. He is their home. He is their refuge. They have nowhere to go. But God has a heart of compassion for them and he gives himself fully to them. James, the brother of Jesus, captured the heart of his Lord. This is how he expressed it in James 1.27. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this. To look after the orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. True religion, true Christianity is not just coming to church and being in a cell and serving the Lord in one way or another. It's not only to keep ourselves from sin. It is to have a religion, a faith that is practical, where we have our hearts moved by the pain and brokenness of the poor in our communities. You a true religion that pays attention to the pain of the broken around us is really a revelation from God. It's like God open your eyes to see what he sees. He helps you understand. Do you see that little boy and girl? I have a purpose and plan for them. You see that lady that is struggling in the community? I am committed to them just as I am committed to you. True religion will break our hearts for the things that break the heart of God true religion doesn't just keep us within the four walls of these amazing buildings true religion will push out to God push us out of this building to go into our communities and do something about the pain that is around us that is true religion that is the religion that is the Christianity that is the faith that God accepts as pure and faultless it's not just a faith that is theological. It is a faith that is practical. Because a faith without works is dead. And so the works of faith are demonstrated by how our hearts are moved. In fact, if we truly love our father, our hearts will be moved for the orphan and the widow. Because he says, whatever you do to the list of these brothers and sisters of mine, you've done it for me. So how does God care for the list of these? In Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 9 to 10, we see God giving a commandment to his people. He blesses them and tells them, don't consume the blessing within what I have provided for you. Preserve a portion to look after those who are needy. Leviticus 199 9-10. When you harvest the crops of your land and do not harvest the grain. No, when you harvest the crops of your land, do not harvest the grain along the edges of your field. And do not pick up what the harvesters drop. It is the same with your grape crop. Do not strip every last bunch of grapes from the vines. And do not pick up the grapes that fall to the ground. Leave them for the poor and the foreigners living among you. I am the Lord your God. It was a farming community. When they were to harvest the crop that was at the fence. The age of their farm. They wouldn't touch. So that when the refugee, so that when the poor would be walking along, they would have something to eat as well. What Watoto Church, God has blessed us so that we can be a blessing. With the finances that God has blessed us with. God is saying, don't consume everything. Make room in your resources for the poor, for the orphan and the widow. Because I want not only to provide for you, I want to provide through you. We have a responsibility. This was said to the children of Israel. Today God not only speaks to Israel, God speaks to his people, the church. He calls us to this responsibility. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 22 to 23. The church you see is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. In other words, the church, the people of God are so essential in the world today. Why? The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts by which he fills everything with his presence. We, the people of God, we are the carriers of God's compassion. We are the carriers of God's mercy. We are the carriers of God's justice. And wherever there is pain and brokenness and poverty, God wants us there bringing healing and hope as we touch people with his love. God places that responsibility not on the government first, but on the church. Looking after the widow and the orphan is God's work. And as long as we are committed to this Watoto Church, God is going to pour out a blessing so big, we won't have room enough to contain it. I want to declare God will bless your business, God will bless your family, so that he can look after his children through you. If you receive it, say amen. This is our responsibility. But he doesn't provide... Until we move our feet. We have to be committed and say here we are Lord. As Watoto use us. And watch what God will do. We are all going to make sacrifices to make this possible. We are all going to have to give up something. But the Bible is so clear. He who gives to the poor lends to the Lord. God takes not when we his people respond to the brokenness of those around us it is a step of faith to say i'm going to give up a portion of my finances to take care of the broken the widow the orphan it is a step of faith but to whoever responds the grace of god is sufficient it really is sufficient and the evidence of our generosity is transformed lives Just look at the children who are leading us in worship. Just look at this beautiful couple, the Sekajas. God wants to use us, Wototo Church, to write stories of transformation. I gotta tell you what. How blessed and fortunate are we that God would choose us to whom much is given, much is expected. And you know what our attitude is going to be as Wototo Church? Here we are. Send us, Lord. It takes the generosity of so many people around the world to raise these godly transformational leaders here at Watoto. I want to invite you and your family. I want to invite your company. I want to invite your business. I want to invite your organization. I want to invite your cell family I want your biological family to be a part of this dream. God is at work and we get to be a part of it. We are transmitters of God's compassion, of God's mercy, of God's love. For a child out there who's not experienced better days, we are the hands and feet of Jesus That are going to carry them over the line. Into God's very best days for them. Together. As we love the least. We're going to see Jesus. Do a work that no man can do. All for his praise. And for his glory. In Jesus name. Shall we pray together? Lord. Lord. What a loving father you are. You are father to the fatherless. You're a defender of the widows. You love the list of these. And you're calling us, rallying us, mobilizing us as we're told church to be your hands and feet to the list of these. This is true religion. This is not just corporate social responsibility. This is faith at work. And God, over the last 30 years, what you have done is nothing short of a miracle. But we know that you're not done. We are just getting started. So Lord, as Watoto, we say, here we are. Use us. Beyond Watoto, God, I pray. Thousands and the millions that are joining us online and on air. Together we have a here we are send me attitude. Take what we have. Take what we give. And use it to rebuild the broken lives of many. For your fame. With every head bowed and every eye closed. No one looking around. We're talking about children. That have been separated from their families. Orphaned and abandoned. But you know friends there is one thing that separates us from God. It is sin. The Bible says for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. None of us is without sin. Sin breaks our relationship with God. But I'm so glad. That that's not the end of the story. God in his great love and mercy for us. Sent his son Jesus to die in our place. So that he can take the punishment of sin. That should have been ours. He took it upon himself. And today. Today. Jesus is reaching out to you, my brother, my sister. And he's saying, I want to rebuild your relationship with your father in heaven. He's making an invitation to you to turn your back on sin and anything that does not please God. And surrender your life to him as your Lord and Savior. And here is his promise. He will forgive all your sins. He will fill you with the Holy Spirit and he will make you a child of God. The Bible calls it being born again. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, you're in this place. You say, Brian, that's me. I am in need of God's forgiveness. I want to surrender my life to Jesus as my savior and my master wherever you are, sit it right here, downstairs, upstairs, or in the overflow, will you lift up your hand, and say, Brian, that's me, I surrender my life to Jesus, Jesus loves you so much, lift up your hand, wherever you are, lift up your hand, surrender your life to Jesus, thank you, thank you, lift it up, real high, thank you, Jesus is that hand, thank you, Jesus loves you so much, Here in person, lift up that hand. Thank you, Jesus sees that hand. Upstairs in the overflow, Jesus sees that hand. You're joining us online. I want you to lift up an emoji of a hand and type, I give my life to Jesus. Do it right now. Do it right now. You're joining us on air in that room where you are. Will you lift up your hand? Jesus is in that place. Jesus sees your heart. Will you lift up your hand? Give your heart to Jesus. Thank you god bless you thank you thank you right over there thank you my brother god bless you jesus sees that hand you might be here and you're saying brian i also want to recommit my life to jesus i'd lost my way i'd gone back into sin brian but today i recommit my life to jesus because i know that he loves me you're recommitting your life to jesus today lift up your hand as well jesus loves you Jesus will never push away. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Lift it high to Jesus. Thank you. God bless you. Jesus sees that hand. Thank you. Only Jesus saves. Will you lift up your hand and recommit your life to Jesus? Thank you, sir. God bless you. Jesus sees that hand. Anybody else, you're recommitting your life. Upstairs, downstairs, in the overflow. Lift it high. Thank you, sir. God bless you. You're joining us online. Lift up an emoji of a hand and type, I recommit my life to Jesus. Do it right now. Jesus will never push you away. Jesus loves you. You're joining us on air. Lift up your hand as well in that room. Don't be ashamed. Jesus loves you. Lift up that hand and recommit your life to Jesus. Is there anybody else who say, Brian, that's me. Include me in that prayer. I recommit my life to Jesus. Will you keep that hand lifted up in the air to Jesus? Here's what I want you to do right now. Will you pray this prayer after me and mean every word you're praying from the bottom of your heart as you make a personal commitment of faith to Jesus? Church, let's all pray together and encourage those who are praying this prayer right now. Everyone praying as loud as you can. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. I recognize that I'm a sinner and I need a savior. Jesus, you are the only savior. Today, I am asking you to forgive me of my sin. Wash me clean in your precious blood. Give me a brand new life. Jesus, I now receive you as my Lord and my Savior. And from this day, I believe that I'm born again, that I'm a child of God. I will live for you and follow you. For the rest of my life in Jesus' name. Shall we clap our hands and shout amen right there? Celebrate every miracle of salvation in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. We hope this encourages you to step into the new. Tune in next time as we delve into the Word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at watotochurch.com. Hey. 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 Hey.